Hello and welcome to Stuttering Demystified. This is a really, really important episode, really honest one. So I'm just warning you guys now. This is Lori Melnitsky, speech language pathologist, a stuttering specialist, and a person who happens to stutter and ADHD life coach. I'm going to tell you how I think I overcame stuttering. I really can't, you know, people have asked me this over the years, and I don't know if I have the exact answers, but I can tell you just a few things about my journey. There's a lot about the stuttering community that I don't agree with at all. I think that people talk about stuttering without, they never stutter, they don't understand it, they don't know what it's like, they don't know the emotional impact that it's had, they don't give the the right information. Um, and this is not really directed at anyone, except that there are that there's a lot of philosophies about stuttering that I don't agree with. So I kind of had to do it my way. And I was told, you know, many times that it would never happen. I, w- I wouldn't stop. And I still do stutter at times. And I wouldn't be able to really communicate. And I wouldn't be able to speak to people. And I could go on and on and on. But yet I had a father who I've seen stutter much less over the years. I have had the honor and privilege of probably working with over at least 500, if not more, people who stutter and having a private practice where I see 20 people who stutter each week that that I built on my own from my beliefs, my gut, my, my instincts. And I believe that one, I always believed for older teens, adults, that you need more intensive therapy. That's number one. I was tired of the once a week going to a therapist. Nobody knew about stuttering. I could barely get fluent in the room, let alone out of the room. I felt like a failure and I was afraid of speaking. And I was kind of an enigma in that I was afraid of speaking, but I did always work. Um, I worked as a cashier in a pharmacy for my father for many years since the age of 13. I babysat probably since the age of 12 and I worked as a camp counselor and I believe working was huge for me because I had to speak and there were no excuse, no excuses being made. I just had to speak and I think it really taught me so much about speaking, communicating, life. Um, I really think it like was the start of more success. So people would, no one really told me to accept stuttering. They just didn't know that much about it. They didn't know about it in schools and they didn't, and privately, and my parents, as I got older, did try and find help until maybe about the age of 17, I finally found someone who knew about stuttering and I started to make some progress. I mean, I would block a lot and I would get stuck in my throat. So number one, I believe working helped me. Number two, I had to be very selective and careful about the people I went to for speech therapy. It had to be someone who had a specialized program. And it didn't always work the first time, the second time, the third. And I didn't have like a lot of money. I didn't... (laughs) I don't want you to think like I had like this, you know, unlimited money. My parents didn't have unlimited money. Insurance wasn't great. But I knew without being able to speak, I would never really be able to truly do what I wanted. 
So it was number one, working. Number two, never giving up. Number three, going for intensive programs and going for refreshers after that. And working with people who could coach me and ask me about my fears. Now, I didn't need people who did not understand stuttering doing this. Because if I went to someone who didn't understand stuttering, they thought I had social anxiety, they wanted to put me on medicine, I had to do it my way. I'm a strong person. I've been in this field 30 years. I've worked with hundreds who stutter. And I see what kind of works, and not for everybody, but what works for some and not others. And I don't believe in the philosophy of telling people to accept something that they're embarrassed and ashamed by in a world that's not too accepting when you open up your mouth and nothing comes out. So, um, you know, that there were so many stories where, like, you know, people would ask me things, my name, and then I couldn't answer, and they would laugh, or if they would ask me where I lived, and they would say, oh, pup, 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 oh, you're, the name of your town starts with a P, pup, pup, and the pain that that causes unmeasurable. So it was important to get the right help. When I got the right help, I started to not feel alone, and it changed how I provide therapy. And I'm very passionate about what I do, and I'm very honest that, unfortunately, in schools, we don't learn too much about therapy. And they, and even in schools, they would, like, have you do these, like, exercises. Like, if you don't stutter, go out and make believe you stuttered. And, like, you know, go to a store and make believe that you stutter and, like, you know, write up a paper, what that means. And... It would, it would, like, anger me because I'm like, well, that would be like if you told me to, like, I don't know, like, make believe I was, like, blind and I had to have a walking stick. And I might get some idea what it's like for that, like, half an hour, but I'm not going to know what it's like to have a life like that. And I just, all these things I felt couldn't really get people into the heads of people who stutter. So it's why I do what I do. I feel adults sometimes give up too easily for, you know, many reasons, financially, they, or they're just very frustrated, not seeing progress. I do recommend the MPI2 program for teens and adults. It is on my website. I am a provider, www.allislandspeech.com, modified phonation intervals, dash, Two, it's under adult stuttering because it's a more intensive program. And if you go to, no, I don't know if everybody offers it in this manner. I can only tell you how I offer it. I have a whole coaching component. I'm there to support you. I'm there to encourage you. I'm there to build up the hierarchies. So can I say this is an easy journey? No. Can I say that adults and teens should have more hope? Yes. When adult, when teens are in high school, they're sometimes so busy with school that there's no time. Communication to me matters so very much. It's more important to me than academics. Don't hit me over the head, but when you've struggled your whole life, yes, you want to be able to communicate. Um, I just was just thinking because it, it, oh, it's the Chinese New Year, which I did not know. 
and I was leaving a store and the person, the person at the register was celebrating Chinese New Year and I just had the greatest conversation with her and I, you know, asked her about it and I said, wow, like, you know, I said to myself, there were years when I couldn't have this and I come from a family that loves to talk and I love talking. So if you are in any way feel like you can't go on because of stuttering, there is hope. We just have to find you the right way. So please make sure who you're around. There's a lot of toxic information about about stuttering, which is always a hard word for me. So please visit my website, www.allislandspeech.com. If you're a speech pathologist, please make sure you're a member of Stuttering Demystified and Beyond online. Um, and also follow this podcast on my website. It's a preschool course and a stuttering course. And make sure you just follow along because I want to help. I want to change the way people think about stuttering. Thank you for listening.